Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It just runs in our family. Like, we have to take care of ourselves more than other people. And we've learned, I think, throughout the years to just embrace our body and embrace who we are. Mom would always wake us up super early. Let's go for a walk. She would write in my journals, like, this is what you should only eat. No breads, no carbs, only egg whites. There's been many times when I thought, if I was this size in the English market, I would be celebrated. Hello, everyone, and happy Monday. I hope you're all having a great week so far. My week has been a little crazy with work, but I can't complain. I've been traveling and finishing up some projects, and I can't wait to share some of them with you very, very soon. Today's episode is going to be a lot of fun for me because I'm joined by one of my siblings. Hello. Jennica. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about something women think about a lot, well, at least I have, our bodies. That includes our shape, our weight, and what we're expected to look like. But we're not going to stop there. We're going to talk about accepting and embracing our bodies. So let's get into it. This is Chickies and Chill. For those of you who don't know who Jenica is, she's my younger sister. She is an entrepreneur and so much more. She actually just launched an athletic apparel brand called Over Comfort, which I freaking love. The material, you guys, is bomb. Okay, and I know about workout clothes because I live in it. So she really got it down with the fabric. And not only that, but the mission behind it, I absolutely love. So you guys have to check it out. So as a woman, and especially a woman in the entertainment industry, weight is something I think about all the time. Now I'm in a place where I love my body most of the time. There are still days where I feel a little insecure and I think it's more of the outside noise that causes that. But there was a time where I really was just not happy at all with my body. 
I don't know. I mean, I've gotten surgeries. I believe in plastic surgery, you guys. Like, I'm a huge, like, it's your body. Do what you want. I've got liposuction. I've gotten breast augmentations and then reductions. And then again, like, it's been a struggle. And I think it has to do with the way that we were raised. My mom was very, and, and I don't I don't blame her and I don't judge her for it because I know my grandpa was really hard on her and her sister about their weight. So my mom in our household, weight was always a conversation. Like it was just since I can remember you guys. And there was a time where I'm like, I look at pictures now and I'm like, damn, I looked good. I, I was thinner, you know, I look good. And I didn't think I was then. And it's crazy because my sister Jackie just posted on that the other day, like on her feed. We've all, I think, shared that, especially now that we're in the industry and you're expected, quote unquote, to look a certain way. I'm like, why didn't I appreciate my body then? I was freaking 30 pounds lighter and I still thought that I was big, but it's because of the stigma and the way that, again, we were raised and things that I think my sisters and I are trying to work through. And this is something my sister, Jenica, which is here. She's here. Let's like, I'm excited. I'm gonna be able to speak to her. So Jenica, welcome to the podcast. Let's Hi. talk about this. No, I definitely agree that it was the way we raised. I always talk about it like with like my friends or my trainer or whatever. They're like, how are you so disciplined? Like, I'm like, I've literally been like this my whole life. Mom would mm -hmm. always like, she'd wake us up super early let's go for a walk she would write in my journals like this is what you should only eat no breads no carbs like only egg whites grapefruit yeah it was really really hard like for me it was okay like I have to listen to my mom and then as I got older and then mom passed away like it's like we had the reality show and then we were consistently in the spotlight so it's like something it mattered to me like it was at that time, yeah, I could say it was more about like what people thought of me or whatever. But then it got to a point where I was just like, I just want to feel good. Like I got so mm -hmm. tired. Like I, w I remember like crying with you, like in dressing rooms, like I'm so tired of trying on clothes. Like I yeah. hate shopping. Like I hate it. And then now yeah. it's just kind of like, now thank god like brands are more inclusive of like plus size and like okay like this is the plus size community and this is what it is and it's like i rather just own it and feel comfortable where i'm at because i feel good where i'm at i know i could do more but like I'm like happy with where I'm at. Like it, it goes to a point, at least for me, where it's like all these people were talking so much mess about all of us. And it's just like, they're always going to say something. So like, always. why I even care about it? But do you know, though, that you have a lot to do with it? You have a lot to do with the fact that now brands are more accepting of, of curvy women that we, you know, women like us that have to go out there. And it's it's hard. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people look at us like, well, like we get a lot of messages. At least I do. And I don't know about you, Jenica, but like messages of of you really inspire me. Like, thank you like for embracing your body. Now I'm, I'm embracing mine. But I still have tough days, you guys. And I think it's sadly what is out there on Instagram and what you're supposed to look like and this whole facade sod because there's a lot of people that weren't born that way. And again, I'm all about plastic surgery. Do your thing. But it's like this kind of unrealistic expectation of how you should look. And for a long time, you guys, I knew I was always thicker. I was always a thick girl in, in class. And all my friends were like, when I was a size nine, I think growing up or an eight, my friend was, of course, a four. So I was always that thick girl. But I always felt pretty good. It wasn't really until I started, it started like getting into my head like really, really bad was when I got and stepped into this industry and 
so many people have an opinion and it's like, oh my God, you come out on TV, you should not be that fat. And it's like, I started looking at myself different in the mirror and that's where like therapy kicked in a little bit more and really words of affirmation and and speaking. It's really how we speak to ourselves in the mirror, you guys, that makes a huge freaking difference. And this is, we spoke about this with Liz Hernandez on one of the episodes and it's the power of words and it starts with us. And yes, I've been teased since I was little and I don't blame mom, to be honest. Like sometimes I would get upset. I'm like, dude, this is the reason that I am the way that I am is because mom was so tough on us. It's like she would grab my arms like, okay, if you eat that, it's going straight to your arms. Look at those thighs. They're growing. And that voice is always (laughs) in my head. Like every time I don't want to go to the gym, I'm like, all I can remember is like, oh, but you sweat so easily. You should just do it. Oh, this is like mom would always be like, I'm so jealous that you get to sweat so fast, princess. Keep going. Keep going. I'm like, okay. And I don't even think people know this, but like it's like caused a lot of trauma. Like at least for me, like Mm -hmm. mom, like I love obviously I love my mom, but like she made me get surgery when I was 15, like the gastric and like all that stuff. So it goes hand in hand. It's like, okay, like I'm doing this literally for my mom. And then now that she's not here, it's like, okay, it's either I have to do it for myself. Like I have to feel good. And yeah. and at the end of the day, she always had the best intention. She always wanted us to feel good and look good. And she loved us. Yeah. Cause she had suffered so much as well, which I understand her now. Exactly. Now I can say now I'm like, Growing up, it was so hard. And I, I just like, even there was times where I'm like, oh my goodness, as an adult. And I'd be like, why was she like this with us? And now I can sit back and I'm like, I, I get it. Like she didn't want us to suffer what she had suffered through. And she wanted us to feel good. Even our sister Jackie, she sent her to fat camp. And Jackie talks about that all the time. So it was something that was always on her mind. But because I think she didn't want us to suffer in this mm-hmm. world that can be very critical. And I thank her now because I think because of her as well, like I can withstand so much shit that is thrown at me. So I thank her for sure, but I'm not going to lie. And that's why I think it's important that we're talking about this guy. So if women or parents out there that are listening to this podcast, the way you speak to your children is very important because it really takes a huge part in what they think of themselves Mm -hmm. and how they feel about themselves. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because it's, it's, it starts even in the womb, how you speak to your baby when, when they're in your tummy and speaking words of affirmation and speaking words of life into them. And I'm not saying that my mom didn't, she didn't know any better. Again, she didn't know any better she didn't think that it was gonna affect us in this way even then like at the end like she would always she still had curves and she was still happy about it like she would sing in in her songs or whatever and I think ultimately she just wanted us to be healthy start now before it gets harder later because it was harder for her at her age to lose the weight than it is for now at my age yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she would always say. In our household, it was we never had whole milk. It was non-fat milk, egg whites, like Jenica said. We were not out- allowed to eat the yolk. So it's just a lot of little things like that. But I also I thank her because I think that it's it's the back of my mind working out and being healthy and you know what I mean. Like because it just runs in our family. It's just that's what it is. Like we have to take care of ourselves more than other people, and we've learned I think throughout the years to just embrace our body and embrace who we are. And I love to see you, Jenica, because I know how much you suffered with with your weight from like, I don't know, I think you, how old were you when you started like really realizing? Probably like, well, mom sent me to camp like when I was 11 or 12, no? You went to fat camp? No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. And then you and your boyfriend went to pick me up because I didn't really? want to be there. 
and you got mad at me because I didn't stay longer. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Shit, I thought it was just Jenica. I mean, Jenica Jackie. It was in San Diego. OMG. Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah, I went. And then, yeah, but now it's like becoming like, I wish I would have done it then. Because then now, I mean, what? It, who knows? But now I'm kind of just like, I never really thought I'd be that person to like really see the gym as an outlet. But it's so relieving. I feel so good after. And it's such a good point that there's this quote that says, you never regret a workout. And you never do. You feel so good. It's gotten to the point for me where it's not just about losing weight to work out it's for my mental health for mm -hmm. sure like i feel more empowered i feel like i have more energy i feel like i accomplished so many things that day once i work out for sure right if i work out i'm good for the rest of the day like i feel like i did what i needed to do yeah so tell us a little bit about camp now that we got there and i had forgot how was what was camp like Oh, that was horrible. Yeah. It was tra not traumatizing, but I remember being in like the dorm rooms and like they would give you one little pack of gummy bears, those little snack packs for kids. And the girls uh -huh. would save them. They would put them in their drawers and save them because apparently you would only get so many here and then. So they would eat them in the middle of the night. Once curfew was up, mm -hmm. you couldn't eat anymore. So all these girls would put them away and then they would eat them and then like running around the track. And I was just like, oh, no, like I need to go home. Like, <laughs> I just can't like I can't I can't be here. And I don't I'm not a very social person. Like um, being around people just gives me a lot of anxiety. So I just like in that in that little space and bubble, I just felt like, oh, no, I need to go home. I need to just I'll figure it out. I'll tell my mom like I'll go work out like I just can't be here. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> how long were you there for i was there for like three days i was supposed to be there for like two three weeks oh my goodness jenna i'm so sorry i was just listening to mom I you know, know what i mean <laughs> but but, <laughs> but anyways okay so jenica like i said earlier she was very very like a very shy introvert type of girl now i love to see her blossom like she really like I see her on her posts and I'm just like, dude, Jenica's hot as fuck. Like she is beautiful and she's got it going on. Like I was telling her the other day, I'm like, dude, this girl is working out every single day. Like I've seen the transformation and how much she has lost on her own. And I want to tell you, Jenica, that I'm very proud of you. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good. And I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. 
You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. They came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I know that it probably hasn't been an easy process, right? Yeah, no. I think you're, you know, (laughs) most. Because, like, (laughs) (laughs) you're the first person I tell, I'm just like, dude, I'm so over this crap. I'm so over not seeing the difference. I'm so over not really feeling good because people are still telling me all these things. Like I could be as confident as I want to be. And like little comments, like really get to me. So like I've refrained trolls. Yeah. Like (laughs) I have people like and comment back for me because if not, like it'll mess up my day or like, I just don't want to deal with it because I feel so good and confident. I've worked so hard to get to where I'm at now. Yeah, I don't need it. And those people generally don't really matter. Are those comments though, that you receive, are they mostly about your body yeah, they're they're mainly about my body or like, oh, you have all this money. Why don't you just get surgery? Oh, my God. A lot of them are very encouraging. Like when I post my workout videos, like I literally mm-hmm. pray. I'm like, you know what? Like, I just hope that it inspires someone. And I get comments like, oh, good job. Good job. Good job. Which is good. Ultimately, thank God. Yeah. But for me, it's like I learned to like keep social media away so that it doesn't affect my mind. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's what's the most hurtful. And then I just get compared to you and Jackie a lot. So I'm just like. Really? Yeah, I do. What What do you mean? Like how you guys are skinny or like, oh my God, like you don't even look like them or this, this and that. So I'm just like, you know what? I swear. I know. I'm telling you, people on social media can be so mean. But I've learned that it's like those people aren't busy enough. Those people oh, aren't yeah. successful enough. Those people aren't even happy with themselves. Because if they were, they wouldn't be there trying to hurt someone's feelings, trying like busy people that are successful and happy don't have time to sit there and talk shit on social media. Like that is so lame and whack to me, guys. If you are one of those people listening to my podcast, I want you guys to know if you sit there and criticize people on social media, 
behind a fucking telephone, you are whack as fuck. I'm sorry. I just need to tell <laughs> you it is so fucking unattractive that I'd rather someone come to my face and tell me, you know what? I think this so I can tell you something back. But it sucks because there are people that love us on social media. No. And like we meet the people in person and they're so sweet. Like, like yeah. everybody in person is so much more nicer. Like they'll come up. Oh, you're so pretty. Like you've really inspired me to go to the gym. And like to me, like, I don't know why, but I'm just like, oh, my God, thank you. Like they'll tell me thank you. And I'm like, no, thank you. Like that really helped me today. I'm really happy. Like keep going or whatever so mm-hmm. those things are like important to me and like where I feel like okay it's worth it exactly it's worth it and that's what we have to focus on and and I think do you you have more positive comments and negative ones right I'm sure yeah yeah and I think we've learned to just accept that it being in this there's always going to be that 10 percent that they're going to have an opinion and it's probably a negative one and they're not going to like you no matter what you do before I would love going on social media after posting something and then replying to people because I just I love having that direct contact but then I had to stop doing that Mm -hmm. because then you come across some negative comments and it sucks because I felt like I was intending to the people that love me and that I love as much but because I was also protecting my heart and my mind and saying, I, I don't want to see negative comments because I'm not in the right place emotionally. Because sometimes those comments are, are harsh. Like it's like pinche cerda, pinche gorda, like get on a diet. Like they're fucked up. And mm-hmm. when you're around PMSing, <laughs> when you're PMSing, like it, it, it can really get to you. But I've learned to just like, no, okay, I'm not the first, I'm not the last. I know this is a part of it. And it's like really giving yourself therapy every single day. And like Jenica said, focusing on those people that really get it and that we're inspiring and that keep us motivated and keep us going. And this is why it's so good, you guys, to take pictures of your progress. If you don't want to weigh yourself, I get it. But if you take pictures, like Jenica just showed me the other day, she's like, do you see a difference? And I swear to you, I was like, I'm so freaking proud. She wakes up. She goes to the gym for an hour. She works hard. She's super disciplined. That's something that my mom nos inculcó también. Like she taught us to be very disciplined to finish what we start. <laughs> and I thank her for that. Jenica, like I give you like honestly a round of applause, girl. Thank like you, you have been killing it in the thank gym, you. girl. You. you look good. I don't know how much you've lost, but how much have you lost? I don't weigh myself. Okay, see, yeah. But I'm glad you took those pictures because I'm sure you could tell. I do, yeah. But I don't weigh myself because, like, literally, like, how you say, like, the number on the scale really doesn't matter. It just doesn't because I could weigh the same, but I have more muscle instead of fat. The weight's not going to measure my inches, so it's just, like, there's no point. Yeah. I had to do that. My therapist told me to do that. They're like, just throw it away. Like, you don't need it. And it made you feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people believe in, like, weighing yourself. I don't, like, you know what I mean? It's not my thing, but pictures are a good thing to have, guys. Well, actually, Jenica, I have a question for you. Do you think that Latina's face added pressure to look sexy? Small waist, big breast, and butt? Like, do you feel that? I feel like it's kind of generalized. I don't feel like it's just for Latinas. Maybe more mm-hmm. because Latinas have natural curves. They're thicker. We're thicker. In that sense, yeah, but... I think everybody always has that pressure because it's what what Kim K has. She has thick thighs, a big ass, and like a small waist. That's the ideal body everybody wants to have because she's like the social media idol. Yeah. Y con todo respeto, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's a molded body. And I'm all for it, girl. You look great, you know. But us Latinas, you know, we have those. And it's crazy because it's like, you have this big button, these big thighs, and it's just, and then we we don't want it. Like mm-hmm. some people are like, oh, well, you people want that. Like there are people that would die for that body type. And I get it, you know, but I do feel like it's harder for us. But 
it's also what we eat. Like, yeah, exactly. our, what we were raised with too. Like, all we were given are tortillas and beans and all Frijoles, this stuff. Rice, and it's just a bunch like, of carbs. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, it's harder for us to lose the weight and to get that body because we eat all this stuff, which I'm not mad about. I'm happy with the freaking culture that I have. Like, I know. Me I'm too. so happy. I feel like we have the best food and like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I absolutely, I agree. You know, to answer that question I asked you, I do feel like they make it a little harder. I feel yeah. like, you know, that they want you to be, you know, Maribel Guardia, who mm-hmm. has a, a crazy, freaking amazing body. And it's just that that's what you should look like if you're on television. Which I it's feel like, like mom made the difference for people, though. Oh, for sure. Like, she did honestly break barriers in that. And, and like, thank goodness. Because mm-hmm. even in her song, she's like, I don't have J-Lo's body. I don't have Yurka's or whatever. And it's like... Uh-huh. Nama Divina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for those of you that don't know that song, I'm sure you have. If you haven't heard it, it's my mom's song. It's called Nama Divina. It's a really good song. It's in Spanish. Listen to it. <laughs> it's really, like, a a feel-good, like, I'm, I'm cute no matter what type of song. No, even you, though. Like, you, like, in your music videos, like, I thought it was so cool. Like, now that you're showing your legs and I, everybody needs to know that you would not and nobody notices these things but J- Chiquis would never show her arms or her legs or nothing <laughs> until like the last yeah. music video cualquiera oh my god she just did everything like yeah it looks so good like and I just feel like it's just making a difference for everybody thank you Jenny yeah it was a thing for me I don't wear shorts and in that music video in a music video where with cameras you look bigger I said F it. I'm going to do it. This is what I want to do. This is what I envision. And if there are people that don't like it, well, whatever. I love it. No, even on too, vacation, so. like, it's so <laughs> funny. Even when we're on vacation, like, she won't wear a bath. She'll wear a bathing suit, but she'll wear, like, the longest cover-up. Or, <laughs> like, her robe. Or biker shorts. Or whatever. And it's like, even then, biker shorts are a stretch. So, yeah. but... You, nah, got, you've gotten but, better and you've looked good so. but see when I went to Tulum last year right and I wore a two piece and I was just living my best life on the beach and they freaking got me in that freaking red bikini but like the crazy thing is they get you in the worst you're just like moving and they're like they get you in the worst pictures and I'm like no, and oh, it's more my, zoomed in they're too. horrible they're, it's zoomed in I was like why why is our media like that like dude Si te dejas, te destruyen. Por eso tienes que tener unos huevotes, mm-hmm. unos ovarios, como decía mi mamá, and be like, tough skin, because if you let them, they will eat you up, let me mm-hmm. tell you. Jenica, how often do you work out? Five to six times a week. Dang. Four to six, four to six, depending. And how are you eating? So before I used to do keto, which helped, but it's not ideal for me the way I like to eat. So I kind of stopped and I leaned more into like clean eating and if I want something, I eat it in moderation. So, like, I have a very, very high-protein diet. So. Nice. Yeah. See, I, I keto, I like. I'm trying to lay off the, the cheese. You know, it's, like, too much cheese. Mm-hmm. But, it, honestly, I think, guys, it's very important to know what works for your body. Like, literally, every body is different. Okay? Listen to that again. Everybody. Not just everybody. Everybody is different. So, you have to know what works for you. Another thing that works for me is intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. That has helped me so much. I eat from 12 to 8 p.m. and I fast for 16 hours and that really helps with my metabolism, with my mental clarity. And like, if you guys haven't heard about it, go like research it. I really love it. And I work out, I don't know, anywhere. I try to do five times a week, um, five times a week, if not at least three. And I like to do a lot of cardio. I haven't been doing a lot of weights lately because I don't have a lot of room here. 
and uh, my trainer and I have been working out, but cardio helps me so much. So Jenica, let's talk about music a little bit. So what songs do you listen to that make you feel like a bad bitch, especially like when you're working out? Like, what do you like to listen to? Bad Bunny. Yeah, she's in love with Bad Bunny, you guys. She wants to sit on his face. No, it's you just like his, his, no, <laughs> his songs are so like, you know what? Like, he's like a fuck it type of guy. So I'm just like, dude, like, yeah, really get into it. Even if it's like reggaeton, like if you really listen to his lyrics, he's just like, you know what? Like, there's no time to waste. Just fucking live your life. So like, just do it. I love it. Yeah, because for me, music is a huge part of my life. Like, I feel like. I could be sad and I put on a song and it just reminds me of like, hell, hell yeah, I know who I am. I know what I could do. Like, you know what I mean? Do you feel like your weight or the issues that you've had with your weight, like ha- have they played a huge part in maybe your de- like depression and anxiety? Like, can we talk about that a little bit? Mm-hmm. It definitely has. Like, if I'm not happy with my weight, I'm just not happy in general, which I think is super important. Why? Because... Well, at that time, like when I was in really, really depressed and really anxious, like I wasn't seeing results. I've struggled with it my whole life. I, I should have listened to my mom before, like all that stuff runs through my head and it's just difficult. It's like, dude, like if I don't see a difference, then what am I doing? Like, why am I like starving myself or why am I working out so hard or, you know, and it just put me in a really dark place where I'm just like I've kind of started letting go and I kind of like, you know what, like whether I see a difference or not, I'm getting healthier. I'm stronger. I'm stronger mentally. Like my working out has definitely, it's an outlet for me. If I don't go, like, I just feel like, okay, I don't know. Like I'm stricter on myself that day, which isn't healthy. So I've learned to just like balance myself out and I'm still learning like the balance between like eating a cheap meal and like not feeling guilty for it or not Mm -hmm. working out and doing something else. So it's definitely been an outlet for me and it's helped me mentally a lot. And I think everybody has noticed that as well. Like for me, it's a priority. Like if I don't work out during the week and I don't have therapy, it's not going to be a good week. Mm. So, so you've, you've come to the conclusion of working out is part of my mental health and Mm -hmm. it's just a part of my life for the rest of my life. Yeah. And therapy as well. Right. Mm -hmm. To help with everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's also the good that you're talking about because you're so young you're 24, right, Jenica? She's mm-hmm. going to be 25 this year. So she's 24. And the fact that she is doing this at such a young age, I hope that she can be of inspiration to all of you that are listening, that either you're younger or older than her or her same age. It's part of just knowing like what works for you and therapy, you guys. I can't say it enough. I always talk about it. But therapy is so important, especially in the world that we live in today with social media and all these standards. And like, it's just, it's very, very important. And I would highly recommend it. And I think that that's great that you're still doing your therapy, Jenny. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. As far as like relationships, because you haven't been in a relationship for a long time, has that been by choice? Do you feel like you want to be in a good place mentally and emotionally, or you just haven't found the right person? Like, what do you think has played a role in that? that you've you've been single for what like two years now basically yeah but (laughs) fun (laughs) but it's like I've made the choice of being single because I feel like I don't have time to waste anymore and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like the next person I meet I need to marry no I feel like I have high expectations like I think I'm pretty cool and like I'm pretty disciplined and I know what I want in my life so it's like you have to kind of be on the same level as me And if not more, because I don't have time to teach you how to do all of this or teach you how to like take care of someone like I don't have that time. And and part of it could be my body because I have these two guy friends that go to the gym and all they talk about are the girls at the gym and Mm -hmm. like how they're skinny and how they have a fat ass. And I'm like, is that really all that matters to you? Like I'm being like, I'm being serious. Like, Mm -hmm. do you guys just go to the gym? Cause for them, it boosts their ego. Like it boosts them to work out harder at the gym. I'm like, are you guys serious? Parts of that. When I hear it from my friends, I'm like, that's not cool, but it doesn't matter to me. Like I know the next person I meet isn't going to worry about my body or isn't going to worry about what I eat or whatever. Like, so now that I see guys, like it does put a hold on what I 
I have to train my brain. I'm like, okay, not all guys are going to be like these guy friends. Right. And I've told them, I'm like, right. you guys are like kind of dicks for like doing that. And I've, I've heard personal conversations that they've had about girls. I'm like, and I told them and I call them out on it. I'm like, you guys shouldn't talk about girls like that. Exactly. Don't be a jerk. Like every girl is beautiful. Like you don't know what they're struggling with. What if they can't? Or, oh, this girl has such a flat ass. I'm like, well, what if she can't get a fucking ass? It shouldn't matter. So I mean, yeah. ultimately, like if I'm not in a relationship, it's because I'm choosing not to be and I'm and I'm choosing to wait and be smart with my decisions because I generally don't have any more time to waste. And like, if you're not going to like me for me, then don't come out here. Like, don't don't do it. You guys, a round of applause, standing ovation for Jenica, because it's admirable that you're so young. And I think it has to do with you are the youngest sister. And she has seen the mistakes that Jackie and I have made. I'm so freaking proud of her. I'm so proud of you, Jenica, because you're so smart, so independent. And it's just like, dude, like sometimes I swear to you, I call Jenica. Jenica's my best friend. And I call her and I'm like, this is what's going on. And the advice that she gives me is fucking crazy. Like, the thing is, is like I can give someone a lot of really good advice. Like I'm good. Like I feel like I can stand outside the situation and give you some bomb ass advice. But when you're in it, it's hard for you to see things, you know? So I call Jenica and I'm like, and Jenica straight up, nanda con rodeos, and she's going to tell you how it is. And look at her. Like, I just, I love the fact that she is choosing herself right now. She is taking that space because she was in a very, in a long-term relationship. And I think she's done well with saying, I'm going to take this time and space to take care of myself, to take care of my body, my mind, body, and soul. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we're ever going to be fully, you can't be like, oh, I'm fully ready. Yeah. And I'm ready no. to be in a relationship. Like, but you got to be more ready than not. Like where you're like, I'm good. Like I'm good with who I am, with what I have to offer and what I'm going to accept and not accept in a relationship. And I think that that's a fucking beautiful thing, Jenica. Thanks. Sister. And <laughs> damn, I did good. I did good. Raising this little girl. <laughs> so going back to like the industry, there's been many times when I thought, if I was this size in the English market, I would be celebrated like a Lizzo, like Adele was. Now she's thinner. It's like more accepted in the English market. It's in the Spanish. And that's just the truth. It's como la gente latina, desafortunadamente. They're very, very judgmental. And I've been told a lot like, oh, you have such a pretty face. So when are you going to lose weight? I mean, straight up. Like, I remember being in an interview with Don Francisco and he told me, like, on the break, he's like, estás bien bonita, pero tienes que bajar de peso. And I had just lost, I think, like, 15 pounds. And it's something that I've always been up and down with my weight. Always. Like, I feel like I take care of myself more than the normal person. And it's always just been more difficult for me to just drop as much weight as, like, the average person, you know? And I've gone to, like, a hormone therapy. Like, I try to, like, figure out my thyroid situation because there's a thyroid situation in our family. And it really can affect you because it's like, I don't think I'm that bad, but for you, I am. And I do think that if I was, I don't know, like 40 pounds lighter, maybe I would probably have more opportunities. I could be wrong, but I, I do think that. I can't complain too much as plus size because when I started becoming an influencer, I wanted to, I put it on like my goals, like, okay, I want to be a model for this brand, this brand, and this brand. And now think about it. I'm like, okay, like, They've included plus size women, which is obviously a plus, which uh, is amazing. But 
they don't include women in the Latin community. Like they'll do African American, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Like I'm happy at least the plus size community is being included. But when it comes to Latinas in our world, like say if we were to go to Mexico, like you don't see like people on billboards for a plus size brand or whatever, because the way that Latinos were raised were to be like, you have to be super strict and super harsh on yourself. Like once you go to Mexico, mm-hmm. once you cross the border and TJ, all you see is the doctors or like, oh, yeah. there's like, there's one that's like, if you're a beast, call this number or whatever. Right. And it's like, it is harder in our community, like to be recognized or to be like honored for our bodies because it's not the normal or how these old generations saw it. Yeah, because there are women that I've been around and I won't say their names that are, are like way older than I am and they have like amazing bodies. And I just, I guess I'm just, I, I refuse to live unhappy. Like I like to enjoy my food and enjoy life. So when we've gone to these luncheons and I'm with other artists and they see me eat a piece of bread, it's kind of like, oh my God, I can't believe you eat that. Like kind of like, no wonder you are the way you are. Like they won't even touch, not even a tiny bit. And I'm like, are you really happy? Like, like you gotta like, like give yourself some room to have fun, you know? And I've been around it and it's like, sometimes like if I would have allowed it, it could be very, very traumatizing. But I just constantly tell myself, I know who I am. Yo sé lo que aporto. I don't have to be this skinny girl to be talented, to do what I do on stage. Like, it's just, it's literally telling myself this every single day and telling myself that I am loved. And I think it's hard for me because I'm not like skinny, but I'm not plus size. So it's like, I feel like, no hayan como, like, donde ponerme. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like a little bit like hard, but I'm like, fuck it. We got to love ourselves, ladies. We got to love ourselves. There's going to be someone out there for us that's going to love us for who we are, what we have to offer in every single way. I think we have to just stop like looking at these people on social media as the example of what we should look like. And yes, like there's always room for, for improvement on the outside. And it's taking a step every single day towards that, but not becoming obsessed with it. Because when you become obsessed with it, like there's no way that you can be happy. Like you have to find some balance in all of it. I'm a huge believer in Monday through Friday. Watch what you eat. Do your best to just give it your all. Be disciplined. Be consistent. And on the weekends, live your fucking life. It's all balance. Like you can't like live your life just, oh my God, like super obsessed. Like it just, people always like, oh my God, because they criticize you so much. You're always happy. Well, because I'm like, I want to be happy. So I'm going to do the things that make me happy. So that's finding the balance in your life, you guys. And especially when it comes to weight, because believe me, we know what it's like and how hard it can be, and how cruel people can be. But we still know we some badass bitches. Mm-hmm. Like, Jenica has her overcomfort. Tell us about overcomfort, girl. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Oh, well, overcomfort is basically, I started out with athletic wear because I would go to work out, and I would only find workout clothes at Target. And Target has good quality, but after a while, it rips, it gets too stretchy, Mm -hmm. or it just doesn't work out. So I use the example of like, I would hate going to shop at stores and I would cry because they never had my size or the size that they had just didn't work out. Like I just didn't feel good. It would be a 2X when it's really like an extra large. So Mm -hmm. I was just like, you know what? Like I want to make something that's accessible, that's affordable for people to go ahead and just shop and feel confident and comfortable in. And like, I 
started out with the feeling good collection because ultimately I want people to feel good about themselves. I want people to feel good about themselves mentally. That's what over comfort is, is like getting out of your comfort zone to really reach your highest potential and who you are mentally and physically. And that's what it's done for me. Like if I didn't leave my comfort zone of like getting out of my bed, you guys, I would sleep in until like two to three, four o'clock and I wouldn't do anything. And I knew I was depressed, but I wouldn't get out of bed and it was comfortable for me. I felt good being in bed. I felt something can feel good, but it's also you're in your comfort zone. You're not reaching out to really get to where you need to be or to what I mm-hmm. feel like God has called me to do or to be in my in in the world or in this life and what his purpose is for me. So that's why it's called Over Comfort. I started with the Feeling Good collection because I feel like everyone deserves to feel good every day. There's no reason yeah. for someone not to feel good. And I feel like once you wear something that you like, you'll feel good in it. The power mm-hmm. of an outfit is insane. Like when you're dolled up or once you get a workout done, you feel good. So that was the first collection. And I have so much more like things that are that touch me to the core, like that have helped me, especially like since 2020. And I feel like it was like a whole pandemic thing where things were just like really, really bad. And I was in a really bad mental space. And the things that have helped me that I want people to know that can help them as well. So whatever I did in 2020 to help me mentally, I'm going to just basically come up with. Tell us your 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 slogan again. Calling over comfort. Calling over comfort. So it's basically stepping out of your comfort zone and reaching your full potential. Yeah. Love that. I love that. And is it's just for women right now, right? No. The first collection was just for women, but everything else that's going to come out is unisex. Okay. And talking just for women, uh, things about just for women, I really like, I think we talked about this, Jenica. I think it'd be great to eventually have our own gym just for women. I would love that. Right? Oh, I would love that. Like, that's a goal because like I said, my friends literally go to the gym, not to idolize or like stare at women, but it's like an ego thing mm-hmm. for them. And it's just like, no, like I would always feel awkward. Like they have this thing on TikTok called, oh, this is for the shy girls or whatever. Yeah, there's a bunch of girls that don't know what the fuck to do in the gym and don't want to go because there's these hot ass guys that are just assholes. So like Mm -hmm. make a gym that where everybody can feel comfortable at. Yes, that's my biggest thing because sometimes there are girls that go to the gym for the wrong reasons to find a dude and they're not really working out. And there are those guys that make women that really want to go in there and lose weight and sweat and not look cute, Mm -hmm. make them feel insecure and make them feel uncomfortable. So that's one thing that I have on my vision board, you guys. And I think I'm probably going to do it with my sister, Jenica. I'm excited for us to do like an all women's gym where you go in there and you box and you freaking just like let it all out. So you guys send us good vibes so Mm -hmm. it can happen. So Jenica, I don't know if you have anything else to add, but I've really enjoyed our conversation. You always amaze me. It's crazy because I talk to you every single day, but to have you on the podcast has been a pleasure and to hear your, your mind, you're just so intelligent. And I'm always a switch handle, like Flores a mi hermana, but it's the truth. Like, I'm just so proud. I'm so proud of you, Jenica. No, I'm proud of you. Thank you for having me. I say it all the time. I, I, I don't really tell you, but like a lot of what I've learned or a lot of where I'm or because of where I'm at is because of like my influences around me and like you and mom and like Jackie and learning different things here and there. Like I owe a lot of what I am to you. So thank you, you, Penny. I love you so much. Okay. Well, thank you again, Jenny. And as you guys know, I always end my podcasts with a uh, motivational quote. And I thought this one was very fitting. Okay. Since we're on this topic, say goodbye to your inner critic. 
and take this pledge to be kinder to yourself and to others. It's a decision every single day that you must take, okay? Some days will be harder than others, but if you decide in the morning, I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm going to speak words of love. I love myself. I love my body. Everything's going to be okay. Like all those things that I tell myself every day, it will really help. So so pledge with me that we will be kinder to ourselves and one another. You guys, thank you so much. Check out Over Comfort. And also, Jenica, your social media. Please tell us about your social media first. Okay, well, Jenicala underscore Lopez, and then Overcomfort is Overcomfort. The website is Overcomfort.com, and then we are launching something April 15th. Ooh, look at her. You guys, check it out. That is all for today on Chiquis and Chill. Como siempre, gracias por estar conmigo. Los quiero mucho. I love you guys. Y besitos a todos. Enjoy your week. Mwah. This is a production of iHeartRadio and My Cultura Podcast Network. Follow us on Instagram at My Cultura Podcasts and follow me, Chiquis, that's C-H-I-Q-U-I-S. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.